Hey there, and welcome back into the Direct Selling Accelerator podcast. I'm Sam Hind, and I'm so excited to have you here. Do you know, I've got a long history in the direct selling industry, aside from the fact that Greg, my husband, and I get to work with over, quite literally, 179,000 direct sellers just in the last couple of years alone all over the globe to help them grow their businesses on social media. I actually started my career in this industry at just 14 years old, and I am so passionate about what this industry does for so many just like you. It brings purpose to many people, it gives hope, but it also creates connection, community, opportunity, and brings life to so many families and individuals that otherwise wouldn't have the opportunity available to them if they weren't in this industry. I'm really passionate about changing the way that people perceive this industry. And that's one of the very reasons we've created this podcast, because we want to be able to help educate people globally on how incredible this industry is, whether you're in party plan, network marketing, MLM, whether you identify as a direct seller, whatever that happens to be for you. You know, this industry is not shrinking, it's growing, and the opportunity is never as great, it has never been as great before as what it is right now. But what I really care about is helping you individually to understand not only how to leverage social media to grow your business, which is in so many ways such a new thing for so many of us. Even though social media has been around for a long time, it's changing quickly. And do you know what? It it gives us the opportunity that 10 years ago we didn't have to literally reach people on a global scale. And so today I want to talk to you a little bit about some strategies to help you build a strong social media presence and brand identity for your business. And you know what? One thing we've got to keep in mind here is that is different for everybody. It's going to be different for you as to what it is for the next person because your brand identity is going to be different to the next person's. The people that you're reaching will be different. Your ideal target customer is going to be different. And what you do and why you do it also differs. So I want you to create your own recipe for your marketing, for your business, and most importantly, uh, as we do all of that, then for your social media objective and strategy. And I really want to encourage you too on the importance of having a strategy. The reason most people are not successful on social media is because they don't have a strategy in place. They haven't planned out what they want to achieve, who they're trying to reach, and then how they're going to reach them. And so this is something that we teach on this podcast. I would absolutely love for you to click that subscribe button and make sure that you don't miss out on any of our episodes. We've got some incredible guests, incredible stories as well from direct selling companies all over the globe who are sharing their story of how their company came to be and where they are now. You don't want to miss any of those, but most importantly... I'm going to be sharing with you the secrets that uh, will help and have helped hundreds of thousands of direct sellers just like you to grow their business on social media and most importantly, to reach their ideal customers and to grow their legacy, their mission, which for you is different to the next person's, but it's just as important. So let's dive on in and let's have a little bit of chat about some strategies that you can implement today to help you build a strong social media presence and brand identity for your business. Okay, 
So social media presence and brand identity. Let's just start with uh, something that I want you to keep in mind here. If you've done any training with me before, you've heard me say this, but I'm going to say it again just in case. And that is this, the thing that you're selling, you've got to get really clear about what that is. And for most people, when I ask them the question, what do you sell? What sets your business apart? What makes you unique? If you're in uh, marketing, you might have heard this called your USP, your unique sales perspective. Well, the bottom line is at the end of the day, none of that matters because it's not about the products you're selling and it's not about the business you're in. The thing about doing business today, particularly in this industry, is that people buy from people. Do you know, I heard a really brilliant quote from the amazing Mari Smith, who has been dubbed the queen of Facebook. And Mari said that as social media is moving at lightning, I think she said actually at warp speed, which is so true. But then she followed that up by saying, humans haven't changed all that much. And the thing we've got to remember is what we're selling to is humans at the end of the day. We may be using these amazing tools but we're still selling to humans. So what you got to keep in mind is that people buy from people they like, know, and trust. And do you know what? Before they invest in your products, in your business, in anything that you're doing, you've got to remember that they're buying you. They buy the product because you use it. They buy into the business because they want to be in the business with you. So the first thing we have to keep in mind is that our brand identity needs to come back to us. At the end of the day, there's no other you out there and you've got customers who are perfect for you waiting for you to show up. And that's often the missing secret source in many social media strategies. People think, no one wants to hear from me. I'm just going to share all the great things about the company and the product. And that's wonderful. But at the end of the day, there are thousands of others out there doing exactly the same thing. So why would they come to you? So I'm going to talk a little bit about you having your area of expertise shortly, but let's start off with the most important thing around building a strong social media strategy. And that is this, number one, define (laughs) your audiences. Now, this I feel like is one of those things that really gets people frustrated because they feel like they just can't nail this one. They just don't know how to work out who's my target customer. And I know many of the people that we start working with when they first join our memberships are most frustrated about this question, who's my target customer? Because I'm going to encourage you to narrow this down, really niche down and get clear about who you're speaking to. And the reason you want to do this is really for multiple reasons. But firstly, people want to feel like they're not a number. They want to feel like you're speaking directly to them. You might have heard the quote, when you speak to everyone, you speak to no one. And it is so true, especially on social media. So the first thing is get to know who your target customer is. We also call them our dream customer, our tribe, our avatar, whatever you call it, it doesn't really matter. But the main thing is know who that person is and get very clear about this individual. Now, the reason this matters so much is because you've got this low-hanging fruit out there waiting for you. You know, and I see a lot of people climbing those trees before they've picked the fruit that's right in front of their nose. And I want to start by just saying that people follow other people. 
So when you attract the right people to your business, you're going to attract more people outside of that um, that sphere, I suppose. So if you if you identify this particular individual that you work with, you know, it might be a, a mum who's got a newborn baby, who's not currently working, who wants to earn some extra money, who really cares about, um, you know, healthy cooking um, and she's got some dietary issues in her home, usually uh, there's someone celiac or dairy intolerant, right? So you get really clear about who this person is and you're thinking, well, Sam, that really narrows it down. What about people that have got young kids that aren't babies who are back at work part-time? I, I still think some of those people could be my my ideal customer. And my answer is get clear about who the the key person is here. And I'm just using using an example for you, but get really clear clear who, about who this person is because what naturally happens is you start to attract some more people that don't perfectly fit that mold but can see that you're really laser-focused on who you're talking to. So, for example, you might say the common conversation I'm having because I've identified my ideal customer is someone with celiac disease, the common conversation I'm having is around the ramifications of that, the recipe the how to cope, all of that sort of stuff, you might attract some people with other similar dietary requirements or people who are not celiac but maybe intolerant to gluten and things like that. And so you start to attract other people or people that know of people with celiac disease because they can see you're really clear about the conversation you're having and it has a relevance to them still. So get really clear. There's another reason you want to be very clear about who your target customer is, and that is this next little bit of, uh, um, I guess, point number two, this next little tip for you is to have a common conversation. Now, what I mean by this is you want to identify two things about your ideal customer. You want to get to know what keeps them up at night and what gets them up in the morning. These are what we call our two golden questions. And these two questions are focused around these two things. What problems in life do they want to solve and what do they value and care about? Now, when you know the answers to those two questions, it's going to help you with the content that you create. But most importantly, it's going to help you identify what is the conversation I need to have, meaning what is my area of authority? And this is key. This is really important. What is your area of authority? Now, it doesn't mean you need to already have one. You can establish one. Your area of authority, don't get this mixed up with being an expert. Your area of authority is a common conversation that you can have about an area that you want to have some authority in, that you're passionate about, that you really care about, that you know something about. Your area of authority relates to the conversation that your audience is going to care about. For example, if you go to Oxano Global, the Facebook page, which I encourage you to do, by the way, if you haven't done yet, you will, there will be no question in your mind, what is our area of authority? It is social media for people with a direct selling business. 
Now, the common conversation is around that. It is tips and tricks. It's information. It's updates. Now, we don't have conversations with high-end social media marketers, although we could, around ads and, and things that are going on in that space at the moment. Because if we did that, we would be changing the conversation and we would be directing it to a different audience. And what would happen is the people that are our target customers would look at it and go, this isn't relevant to me and I'm not going to pay attention. What you want to happen instead is for someone to come to your page and go, I don't want to miss out on any of this conversation. This is relevant to me. This is in tune with my values and I care about this particular topic. Now, it doesn't mean you don't talk about other things from time to time. Greg and I will go off on some tangents. We'll ask some fun questions. We'll share some tidbits. We'll even share a bit of behind the scenes, what we get up to with our family from time to time. What's the point of that? That, my friend, is about establishing your brand identity, which is you. That's about them getting to know you, the individual, a little bit better so that they further relate to the content you put out there. So it's got to be a really good combination of have a really good, uh, easy to understand, easy to interpret, common conversation that's relevant to your audience. And then from there, share a little bit about you from time to time as well. So, Tip number one is making sure that you define who that target audience is for you. Who's your ideal customer? And number two is establish an area of authority, a common conversation that you're going to have across the board. This is also known as your brand message. What's that brand message? What for you is it that you talk about? You know, like I said, for us, it's social media for direct sellers. It's not social media for retailers. It's not social media for any old business out there. It's not, um, you know, social media and advertising. It's not marketing in general. It's social media for direct sellers. And the people that come to our page follow it because they know that that brand message, that conversation is relevant to them. And that's consistent across all all of our social media channels. You don't go to one and get a totally different message. We don't specialize on TikTok on one and Facebook on another or real estate on one and restaurants on another and direct selling somewhere else. We're very clear about who we're speaking to. Now, the next one is a little bit of a I'm, I'm going to, I want to really explain this one to you because you could hear this and you could misinterpret it very quickly. And that is number three is to have high quality visuals. Now, what I don't mean is perfect. What I don't mean is stock images. What I don't mean is professionally taken. What I mean is high quality. So what does high quality mean? Well, several things. The first thing is making sure that the images and the visuals that you're using are optimized for the platform you're on. They are the right size and they are quality images. Now, this is important to remember because if you are creating one piece of content for lots of platforms simultaneously, the sizing may need to be adjusted a little. It also is relevant for things like your video. You know, if you're taking video, depending on where it's going will depend on the orientation you want that video to be, for example. If you're putting a video on your main Facebook feed, you want that to be in landscape to optimize the full area of the post itself. However, if you're using it for a story, a reel, or on Instagram, you're going to want it to be in portrait mode, which is the upright, you know, if you've, oh, where's my phone gone? Here it is. It is this way. So you want to keep in mind, where am I going to be putting this image? So first of all, making sure it's optimized for the platform. 
Even more important than this, though, is using images that are high resolution. Now, they don't have to be hugely high, but I see a lot of people who I'm going to hazard a guess have gone to Google, have typed in puppy dogs, (laughs) found a picture of a puppy dog they want to share, copied the image or saved it to their phone or their computer or even screenshot the image and then put it up on their social media. And that, for a number of reasons, is a great big fat no from me. Here's why. Number one, that image doesn't belong to you and it is not a publicly um, uh, accessible for use image. In other words, it belongs to somebody else. The other thing is when you take an image from one site and you put it on another site, you're actually reducing the quality of the image. And that's where you can end up with pictures that look pixelated, grainy, stretched, uh, and, and they don't look good. It gives a really unprofessional uh, look to your social media. So what can you do in this space? Well, loads of things, loads, loads, loads. So first of all, do not take images off Google. If you've been doing it, please stop right now. Never do it again because I'm about to give you some tips to get any image you could ever possibly want, first of all, legally, and second of all, in much better quality. So my first tip here is always going to be, please take your own. The reason you want to take your own is because Facebook favors it. So does Instagram. They are pushing out unique content right now. They want you to take your own images because it's unique, because it's the only one, because it's you, because it's relatable. So many reasons. And you've got a professional camera in your hand, people. (laughs) Use it. So again, we've got some amazing training inside of our courses on how to take some great images. There's also loads and loads of resources out there to help you do this. Well, so the first one is definitely take your own. The second is you've got some amazing free tools out there with stock images you can use. If you really don't want to take your own picture, it's always going to be my go to for you. If you don't want to do that and you want to use a stock image because you really feel it's going to be better and it's got it's got a place on your page, go to somewhere like Canva. Um, Canva have got tons of free stock images in there. There are some paid ones as well you can use, but free ones, plenty of them that you can download and use. There's also some free stock image sites as well that are really easy to access, really easy to utilize that have got tons of images you can use. Things like Libra Stock, Unsplash, there are tons out there. So go just Google free stock image sites and find some for yourself if that's what you feel you need. But please don't go to Google and copy images from there. Uh, And definitely sharing pictures from other people's social media. At the end of the day, you're not here to promote someone else. So use your own stuff, make your own stuff. And if you remember with us, you have access to Oxano Social, which is the platform we created for you with over 15,000 pieces of ready-made content, all in high resolution, all great quality, and all designed for really good social media content. So you've got access to that if you're a member with us. Of course, if you want to know more about that, you can reach out to us at grow at oxano.global or comment on this podcast and we'd absolutely love to help you. But that's tip number three, use high quality visuals. Now, the next one is really important. I feel like this one gets me so much. And this is to engage with your audience. You know, if you want to build a really good, strong social media presence and of course, brand identity for your business, the 
the absolute crux to this is you're here to build relationships. And I see a lot of people doing something I call posting and ghosting, where they pop a post up and then get kind of busy and walk away and do something else. Um, And that doesn't work because uh, what happens is, number one, people feel like they're just a number and you lose the opportunity to build that all-important relationship. What we want is engagement. So if someone comments back on your post, use it as an opportunity to get to know them a little better or find something out. So where appropriate, and this is the key, but where appropriate, ask another question. Comment back on what they say. First of all, something a little known, little a little known fact is that th- whenever someone gets a comment or a like on anything that they do on social media, this little hit of serotonin, that feel-good chemical is released from the brain, which makes them feel good. It is why it has been proven that social media in itself is highly, highly addictive. Aside from the whole short-term satisfaction thing, you know, the, the, the quick fix, the quick entertainment, there's also the, the quick, the likes, the comments, the interactions, and it makes people feel good. So you want to be responsible for making someone feel good. It's going to help them warm up to you, warm up to your business, be more likely to do something with you. So if someone comments on something you do, you definitely want to respond. That's the first thing. But where you can ask another question, and the art of asking another question comes down to what do you want to know and how are you going to turn this into a bit of a conversation? So one of the posts we often use in our 14-day done-for-you post challenges, which uh, some of you might have done if uh, if we've done this with your company before, of course, if you want to know more about these, you can reach out to us as well about that. But we love rolling these out. And one of the pieces of content we do in that challenge is a an engagement post. And one of the engagement posts we did recently was, if you could have one of the following for a year, which would you choose? And we gave them several options they could pick from, but people were putting things like um, a cleaner, a gardener, or a personal chef. Some people did a, uh, put the option of a, um, a personal shopper in there. Some people put a, um, a uh, personal stylist in there. We had some people put nanny in there, personal trainers. So, you know, the idea behind this is get to know your audience a little bit better. What you don't want to do is put a post like that up where you ask a question and then people respond and you don't do anything until you put your next post up. It's That's kind of like wasted opportunity. So when someone responds back to this particular post, and let's say you said uh, personal chef, cleaner and a gardener, there were the three options and you told people to choose which one they would pick for a year. And someone responds back and says, a gardener. Now, One of the things you could come back with, and hopefully this helps you understand the value of this, is that's an awesome choice. Uh, Sarah, how come you chose gardener? Is it because you hate gardening or because you love your garden that much that you really want someone to take good care of it? Now, why would you do this? Well, there's a number of reasons why you would ask a question like that. The first reason you would ask a question like that is because it tells you, does Sarah value Uh, her garden or not. Now, again, you would ask questions relevant to you, your customer and your business, but I'm just giving you an example. Does, is it because she doesn't like gardening or because she loves her garden and really values it? Is it because she values something else so much that she's really happy to just have her garden taken care of so she doesn't have to think about it? 
And then from there, when she responds back and she says, oh, it's because I love my garden so much. I just want someone to help me take care of it. You've just learned something new about your target customer. You've just learned that your target customer or your potential target customer really values their garden. So it allows you to ask another question. Hey, Sarah, you know, that's, uh, I love my garden too. You know, what's your, do you have fruit trees or do you do ornamentals or have you got a veggie patch or ask her a little bit more, get to know her a little bit further. And eventually you may get to a point where you can take that conversation offline. But a couple of things happen. Yes, you build a relationship. Yes, you learn about your audience. But we're talking here about building a strong social media presence. The more interaction under a post, the further Facebook and Instagram push the post out. This is important to remember. It's a snowball effect. If you get backwards and forwards conversation happening under a post, the algorithm says this post was popular. There's healthy conversation happening here. Let's show it to more people. Or when you post your next post, hey, their last post did pretty well. Let's give this one a little bit more legroom and push it out a little further as well and see what happens. So the more interaction you get, the better it serves you long term. So conversation, really, really important, really, really valuable. Now, number five is a really simple one, yet one that I think most people do not do, and that is to be authentic. Please be authentic in everything that you do on social media. You are unique. There's only one of you. And here's the thing. People are not silly. They know when someone is not being themselves. You know when someone is not being themselves on social media. More importantly, you also know when someone's not showing up at all. I would encourage you to do this. Scroll through your Facebook when you finish listening to this podcast and pay attention to the posts that get your attention. Screenshot some of them if you want to and go back and have a look at what was it about that post that made me stop, that made me pay attention, that made me want to read the caption or look closer at the picture or even look at their profile and see more of what they've done. I can tell you without even knowing you that vast majority of what you choose will be things that you feel were targeted to you. So they were based on your interests. So people that had tapped into stuff you care about and people that you felt were being genuine and authentic. Go and have a look after this. Just trust me. And I think you'll find you probably get a little bit of inspiration for yourself around some of the content you could create and some cool ideas just from paying attention to what got your attention. Okay. The very last one is probably the most important. If you want to build a strong social media presence and a great brand identity, the first thing and the last thing you should be doing is learning along the way, which means point number six is monitor and adjust your strategy. No marketer will ever tell you they know what's going to work and, and get it right every time. The reason is because they are Every marketer knows the importance of testing, trialing, and testing, and testing, and testing again. This means that each week when you schedule your content out, it is really important that you go back and look at what people, what were people telling you? They are telling you with their actions what worked, what didn't work. What is, uh, what is getting your brand message across? What is not? What's falling flat? What surprised you? You know, what got a response that you didn't think would get a response and what got no response that you were sure was going to do really, really well? Pay attention to what your audience is saying. 
pay attention to how your posts go, and most importantly, monitor and adjust that strategy accordingly. We always should be tweaking our content. We always should be making adjustments, but it's very easy to ignore the past and just focus on the future, meaning a lot of us sit down and just create content without first having a look at how our older stuff did. And do you know what? It can save you so, so much time when you do that process. Remember, your audience are already speaking to you. They're already telling you what they love. They're telling you what's working for them and what they resonate with and connect to. So go back and have a little look at what you've done in the past. What's got your results? Because there is no point continuing to do the same thing over and over, expecting to get a different result. We've all heard that quote and it couldn't be truer when it comes to your social media. So with all of that said and done, they are some quick tips to help you to build a strong social media presence and, of course, a brand identity that grows your business on social media. I hope you found these tips helpful. We are going to be sharing so much more for you in the upcoming episodes of this podcast. Of course, we have got loads of episodes as well. You can go back and check out on all things social media. And of course, many, many companies, uh, we've got some amazing founder stories and even some leaders sharing their journey as well as some incredible international uh, speakers and experts coming in to share their knowledge with you as well. So if you love this episode, of course, please subscribe. And I'd love for you to share this episode with someone that you feel will help them grow their direct selling business as well. Let's share the love. But that's it from me today. Thank you so much for tuning in for this episode. And we look forward to seeing you on the Direct Selling Accelerator podcast again next week. Bye for now. If you love this video and you would love more help to improve your direct selling business on social media, then click on the link to join our Facebook group. I look forward to seeing you in there.